Get the Toyota forklift advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. We're about to talk NRL, but big fella. We're going to talk about neighbourhood disputes. You've been involved in one. We're going to talk about a magician who was attacked by a customer. I think you know whose side I'm on. <laughs> yeah. Titus O'Reilly swings by a pub. Try to make it 35 and over. Let's get to the bottom of that. Uh, a dud nude swim run. Um, I really thought they were going to break the record. Not even close. Tim Zoo has done it oh, yeah. and won it in devastating fo- uh, form. He just gets better and better. So much to get through, but let's start with the NRL. Shall we do it? Yeah, let's do the highlights. Runs, he's through, he's away, he puts boot to ball, chance, taken, try! Isaac Tungle scores! The defending premiers, 16-10 winners over South. Here's Sipitalakai, he gets it away to Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy steps around. Kennedy's going to score right under the post. Cronulla 30, Parramatta 26. Hartness comes back inside. Beats one. Goes on the man. Man comes across. He sits. Oh. will score. A great try. Set up by Reese Walsh again. Unbelievable. Kiri. Then he oh. got a beautiful pass away. Swaliki. Tedesco won't drop this. Oh, he ran away from him. Then he gets the pass back inside the walker. They score the Roosters. But, well, they made it harder than it needed to be. Katoa. Holds the ball out the back. Oh, the hammer! Score! The Dolphins score try! No Pong and no Braley. Crossland fires a bullet to the right. Comes to Gamble. Out it comes down. Gag on a young, young scores. And the Knights have held on. Third at first receiver. Blake Lee through the middle. The blocker scores. The Dragons will win. A fair bit to unpack there, big fella. I don't know where you want to start with your boys. Back on deck. Maybe salvage something out of this season, which, let's be honest, was up in flames. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Look, you know what, Mickey? After two rounds of, of rugby league, I'll tell you what I will say. Yep. This season is so, so up in the air. It's wide yep. open. It's, I mean, it is. you look at the uh, top of the table. Manly sit there. Obviously, they didn't play this weekend because they got a bye, but they sit on top with the Dolphins and the Dragons. Now, if you told yep. me that six months ago, <laughs> I would have said, please drug test that man because it's, uh, that's... Yes. But there were some massive, massive games, massive issues on the weekend. Caelan Ponga, um, obviously oh, a bit of genuine concerns yep. for him about his future because he just suffered his fourth concussion in 10 months. Um and it was it looked really ugly yesterday that and also it was ugly post game yesterday with the 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 argy bargy between Dave Clemmer and, and Hastings. I What's all that about? Well, Don't you, uh, it's it's a it's a contact sport and it didn't look no. deliberate deliberate. Um, what do you do? Don't you shake well, hands at the end of the game? Well, you should be. Once the game's done, there's bad blood there. Well, what I didn't like about it was that. He was on his own. Hastings doing an interview with Fox, and then he went over to apologise to Talau. Yes. And Talao kind of pushed him away and said, no, mate, you hit me high. Okay, well, you know, I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably be dirty too if I got knocked out by a bloke. But he was on his own without any – and then Clemmer, who's a big man, Dave Clemmer walks over and yeah. kind of gets in his, in his grill and, and almost wanted yeah. to, you know, come on. And I thought, well, you wouldn't be doing that if the Saifidi brothers were there with <laughs> – yeah, well, he wouldn't have been. And, and I'm, nah, thinking, I get it. I'm thinking, Dave Clemmer, put all your energy into 80 minutes of rugby league, mate, instead of worrying about a halfback – Post game, so Bang. A, a lot to unfold. Um, the 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 Dolphins, oh my unbelievable, un- just keep coming, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> they um they they're showing some resolve. Um, look, obviously Mick, 
when they play away, they've played two games at home. When they play away, it's going to be the big litmus test. But at the moment, they've got Asako as a leading point scorer. They're coming second yeah. on the Premiership. Everything is Dolphins at the moment. All right. one triple three five three. give us a call. It was the Bellamy spray for me at half time. <laughs> you, 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 you don't see that very often, losing his... He's but, mine, but he's short of tipping the furniture over. I've never seen a spray like that. Uh, and warranted, by the way. Yes. A shocker. They've had a shocker. In the meantime, uh, I want to talk about the Melbourne Storm. We just touched on it before we left. They've had a shocker. Was it them playing badly or was it the Bulldogs playing well in your opinion? Um, well, without Munster, they look a totally different team, Melbourne Storm. They missed him bad. Um, unfortunately for Melbourne, they're going to be missing Big Nelson now for six weeks. Yeah. He's done his knee. Um, the Doggies couldn't have played any worse than they did round one, Mickey. Um, they, they had to get better, and they did. Yeah. They, were, they, were, they were great on, against Melbourne. They threw the ball around. Um, you know, Carraz on the wing, Billy Kickout, Burton, all, all the guys who yeah. were been waiting for, to have a dig for the Doggies, they had a big dig, and they, they they, now they look really good. And it's amazing. Who's in trouble? Who's in who's in trouble? So let's let's have a look at the cellar dwellers. It's, it's two weeks in. Uh, who's who's going to hit the panic button if they if they get another loss? Oh, Parramatta. Parramatta. Yeah. Uh, they made last year's grand final. They've got Manly this weekend, which is a very hard game. Then they've got Panthers round four and Roosters round five. No team has won the competition ever after yeah. being zero and four. So you've got to think that Parramatta have looked at uh, Manly and uh, Penrith in the next two rounds. So they've got to win one of them. They've got to, they must win one of them. Penrith back on the winning list. What was the difference? Forwards, quite frankly. Isaiah yep. uh, Yo, Fisher-Harris, Leoda, Liam Martin, Luke Garner, um, and Mitch Kenny. The forwards had to win the game against, um, you know, uh, they had to be the, the main men in that game against the Rabbitohs, and they were. The Rabbitohs come back towards the end, but Panthers were, they've got to buy this weekend, Mick, too, which is a good thing. They're going for, they go down to Kiama, I think, for a, for a little like a, you know, a bonding, a bonding week of training and stuff. Penrith? So, yeah. Oh, I thought they'd all be around to your place, sitting by the pool. <laughs> that was, that, that was in, Sunday. In, in, in the lolly bags, <laughs> talking about how good they were, sitting sitting around the campfire, asking asking you to tell another story. Playing Kumbaya, Kumbaya, baby. <laughs> hey, we we touched on it, but it, it is a big talking point, and I don't care who you pl- who you support. I think you have massive sympathy for this bloke, this ponger. Yep. Um, what happens from here? Because the, it's it's actually a health issue now, given um, all the interest around head injuries, given the long term effects. Can the NRL step in and force the issue here? Because ultimately, they're the one who are going to get sued down the track. Uh, does the club step in or is it his personal decision? How do you see it? It's a really touchy one because um, last season there was a period there where he suffered three concussions in a six-week period. Um, this year, as I, as I spoke about earlier, he, he went down late in the game against the Warriors, which was pretty innocuous, but um, he went off for HIA. He said it was sweet. This one yesterday, Mick, was the most concerning because he was running in to tackle in the first minute of play when you're really yeah. amped and you're up. And it looked yeah. like he had a really like a glancing blow from the Tigers forward, and it didn't look like much to me. And that's what I'm concerned about. That and, it didn't look like much. And, and I think that's yep. Sorry, mate. I'm going to no, say that's when alarm bells start ringing. Uh, even in the the code I follow, AFL, Jonathan I remember Brown. Seeing, seeing Jonathan Brown, mate. And the last he was a warrior. And the last time, I couldn't even believe it. It was like a glancing blow, and he was out before he hit the ground. And I think that's when. 
his coach, even Lee Matthews, came up to him and said, I think you're done, you know. So to answer your question, whose responsibility it is, first of all, it's the Newcastle Knights. They've got to, you know, obviously wrap him in cotton wool for a few weeks. Um, And then the NRL have got to keep a really good eye on this because you don't want to send Caelan Ponger out in, in round three when he's got a little bit of fuzziness going on his head. He's got, to yeah. get, he's got to get right. He's got to, he's, it's got to come good. And Natasha Belling is doing everything she can to get out of presenting the <laughs> porn star turned professor's story. I just killed it. Says there is breaking news uh, from the red carpet. Yes. Yes, yes. yes, there it is. The glitz, the glamour, the lights, uh, the night of nights for Tinseltown, for Hollywood. Uh, what are we hearing at this early stage, Natasha Belling? This is interesting because, as we know, the official ceremony will get underway about 11 a.m. our time, but the red yep. carpet, well, it's actually controversially a champagne, champagne carpet yeah. this year. It's oh, not red, what? it's champagne cutbacks. They couldn't you afford don't mess with the classics. <laughs> oh, a red carpet. But, of course, the Aussie charge, we know we are so incredibly excited with Elvis, the biopic, just absolutely leading the Aussie charge with all the nominations. Catherine Martin will now She's received four Oscars. It's the <laughs> greatest number of Oscars ever by an Australian, which is incredible. Yes. Can I say this, though? Yeah. Uh, she, it must be a quiet trip home from the Oscars <laughs> in their car because she always wins and he never does. In fact, he is he even nominated? Because he, in the past, he's been snubbed on a number of occasions. So they kind of give it to her yes. and ignore him. Uh, what... Is he nominated? Well, he's not, but he's controversially said, and I love this. It's not, I'm not an I person, I'm a we person. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but the controversy hey, is Tom you know Cruise. You are? You're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> You're a loser person. So I'll just keep, uh, keep Lynchette yes. up for another one, isn't she? She is for Best Actress. Wow. Um, well, she shouldn't get it since she's. She's trashed the awards ceremony herself, hasn't she? She, yes. well, she, she called it a horse race. Yes. This is a horse race and pretty much said, I don't want it. Yep. Uh, that might cost her. Indeed. And we mentioned the breaking news beforehand, Mick. It is that Tom Cruise is up. Yeah. He hasn't won an Oscar or any accolades. Well, He's kind go. of, you know, Hollywood isn't happy with Tom for whatever reason. So he's not turning up to the Oscars today, although Top Gun is up for best picture. But yeah. Lady Gaga, this is just breaking, is apparently supposed to perform at the Oscars. One of, you know, her song from Top Gun. Yes. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel's back as host. Oh. <gasps> For the sec, for we, I don't think you've done it in like 17, 18 or 19. And so he should be back. He should be good. All right, back it up, guys. Back it up. So Tom Cruise <laughs> is not is not appearing, uh, probably because he can't find a date shorter than him uh, in, in high heels. It's always, I call it the Nicole Kidman effect. It's always been very hard for him. Yes. Um, he's got a point. So it doesn't matter. And, you know, he's he's got his bag of rock star, movie star films, and then he's done some quite good films mm. as well. Yet I could understand him feeling he's been snubbed over the journey. Um, and he's had enough. And, by the way, uh, and this is generally the accepted view, that film saved Hollywood. They were coming Top out of Gun. COVID. Yes. Top, Top mm. Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. So they, they were coming out. They hadn't had a bona fide hit uh, since people went indoors, since theatres reopened, since streaming services started, uh, you know, people pivoted towards mm. streaming services. He came out and brought people back to theatres. And uh, I could understand why... The oh. little thing, little fellas, a bit angry. <laughs> I love him as an actor, to be honest. I, 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 do you so think? He, do, I. do you think his controversial views, or like yes. you know, with Scientology mm. and yes. stuff, have 
Yeah, why, but I mean, other people have got some stuffed up views on stuff as well. They still get Oscars. Okay, you're you're going to get threatened and followed for those comments. <laughs> you will. You, yeah, actually, you, will. You, actually, you, it sounds like Scientology. <laughs> you have. <laughs> Let's lift the lid on the seedy world of neighbourhood disputes. Yes. Uh, these can get real petty, people. Uh, they happen often. Everyone will have a story from some stage of their life when they've had to go toe to toe with a rambunctious neighbour who is just spoiling for a fight. Uh, there's one on at the moment uh, in this very state. A New South Wales woman is claiming her neighbour's hedges are blocking sunlight to her property and has been slammed for wasting the court's time. Well done. Uh, Lynette May Schultz claimed her neighbour's <laughs> James Russell's property severely obstructed sunlight to four windows of her home. Really? I wouldn't mind that. You know, especially if it's a bedroom window. <laughs> Don't need curtains. Don't need curtains. <laughs> We're going to save some money here. Um, so, hedges is a common. Oh, dispute. oh that's a knowing laugh from you, MG. I have... You've been in a dispute with a neighbour? Well, not really a dispute. Look, I just for those that don't know, um, I, I live in a battle axe block in South Penrith, and it's so I've got like 14 houses all around my property. And you know what? 13 of them are beautiful. And you know, there's one, there's one who um, drove up my driveway the, the other day to ask if I could uh, trim my hedges. And I said, you know what, because I trimmed them on my side, but I didn't know what the protocols were about trimming the, the hedges if they get out of control and go into the neighbours. So what's he asking you to do? He wants trim me to trim his side of the fence. Trim his side of the fence, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll trim it. You know what I do? A big dick and balls. <laughs> There you go. There's, there's, there's your hedge. Oh. Everybody happy now? Jenny and Craig, yeah. You, you know how you can sculpt hedges? Yes. That would be just, I've done it, mate. Come and have a look. There it is. You know what I've done? A self-portrait, you old geezer. <laughs> Do you know well, in Melbourne? Well, I, said, I said, yeah. Look, I, he's an older gentleman, and I, ah, well, I, no, I kind sure of felt a bit, you know, I said, so they're coming on Friday to do it for me. So if you listen, Vlad, um, Friday it's coming. <laughs> right. oh, it's a bit late to make up now. I've just gone the bloke. I didn't know you were friends. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> he knows where he stands now. Well done. Wow, there you go. Well, what else does he want you to do? Like a few, a few chores around the house or... <laughs> I'll paint your back, out, paint or, your back or, fence or, while I'm there as well, will you, or what? Yeah. Well, I, that happened to me once. I, when I, I was renovating my house, I said to the neighbours, I said, uh, I'm going to build a fence between us, a big one, a good one. You happy with that? And they go, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> so I built it, and then they came and said, when are you going to paint our side? Oh. I go, listen, mate, you've just got about 10 grand's worth of free fencing. You sure? And I go... That was it, because up until then, we'd got on pretty good. Yep. I'd done him a favour, and then that was the response, and I went, mental note, music going up after three. (laughs) I do not, I just don't care anymore. You've made a very powerful enemy. Where'd a hedge burner in Melbourne? What? What's that? So, well, while we're talking hedges, he's run around Melbourne setting fire to hedges, (laughs) and it was quite famous. He was like the A-team. People would wake up, people would wake up and their hedges would be burnt or on fire. And they weren't getting a lot of sympathy because most of the hedges in Melbourne were in the ritzy suburbs like Turak. Yeah, right. So so he was seen as a bit of a Robin Hood style character. Okay. (laughs) He was was burning down rich people's hedges. It's not funny. I shouldn't be laughing. 
but it was kind of funny. Um, all right, one triple three five three. Are you in a wrangle with a neighbour? Let's do it. Yeah. Give us a call. And of course, also our favourite caller, Double Pass to the World is a vampire festival featuring the Smashing Pumpkins for neighbourhood disputes. One triple three five. We've got a G Sebastian on the line. No, mate, it's, it's an ongoing case. No, mate. <laughs> a court has rejected a bid to remove a hedge from a vexatious litigant stroke neighbour. <laughs> uh, great and, word. <laughs> thank you. And, uh, well, I've been to court a few times. I know a bit of the lingo. <laughs> but there is a neighbourhood dispute. Uh, you're involved in one. I've been involved in one. Kat, have you been involved in one? I've been involved in a couple. Once. You're um, a bad woman. I know. <laughs> The first property um, I bought, and I've sold it now, so I can talk about it freely, but the neighbour um, took down the fence that divided our property and then constructed one he liked and then sent me the bill. And I went, well, no, there was nothing wrong with the Absolutely. fence. Absolutely. Yeah, Good goal of him. Yeah, and so he fired up about that. He's moved now. But also my parents rented out um, their house to one of the guys from Midnight Oil. Okay. And um, <laughs> this poor guy was gigging at night. And then obviously wanting to sleep Who was during it? the Name day. Name names. Hursty. Rob Hurst. Wasn't it wasn't it? Rob Hurst. No. It wasn't Rob, uh, the no. big fella, Peter Garrett. It wasn't the big fella, Peter Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can keep going. Was it oh, the other guy? <laughs> it was the other guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so then two weeks after they've moved in, our neighbours started um, doing major construction right next to his bedroom with oh, jackhammers. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, my folks ended up having to halve the rent because oh, he was so irate. And then some. <laughs> And then some. <laughs> well, he can complain about the noise if it's Hursty. Jeez. Do you know what I'll tell you? First, because Hursty, one of the great drummers. One of, uh, one of the best, uh, yeah. But I, I, I told you um, how Paul Hester was a friend of mine. So, And he told me once, I said, what are you doing this weekend? And he goes, oh, you're not going to believe it. I'm filling in for Hursty at Midnight Oil. Oh, wow. uh, I've got a gig. I said, mate. I said, look at you. You are a tiny, unfit man. I said, this isn't crowded house. This isn't like, I said, I said, this isn't, I said, this isn't like brushes on the cymbals, mate. I said, I said, this is going flat chat for two hours. I said, you'll be cooked. Anyway, I saw him on the Monday. I said, how are you? He goes, mate, we were three songs in. And I was, he goes, my lungs were coming out my ears. I was breathing that hard. <laughs> How do you go and power oh, in the passion? I imagine that. Oh, they, they were full on, weren't they? I mean, not all, man. They oh, were full well, They are one of the great yep. live bands of all time and Australian iconic classics. Jane's on the line. Jane, you've been involved in a neighbourly dispute? Well, it's a bit ongoing at the moment. The guy behind yep. me keeps smoking his pot out the back, and I keep getting the house full of pot smoke. <laughs> what's hey, 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 what's hey Jane, there? you said you said that like it was a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, being there, done that over it, you yeah, know. Yeah, but, yes. but what I'm going to do, because he's just taken no notice of me telling him not to do it, because the whole yeah. neighbour has no use a dope head. I'm doing garage sale signs for his address on a Sunday morning at five thirty. <laughs> Wow, the gloves are off, Jane. <laughs> Just uh, put that put cheese out there. Me. He won't notice me. you. Uh, no, well played. Why all these people are coming up to his place at five thirty in the morning for a garage sale? <laughs> all right, I think we have a clubhouse leader yeah, for yeah. our caller of the day. Uh, Mark's on the line. Mark, you've got a neighbourhood complaint. 
Yeah, man, not me, but a friend of mine, he was a shift worker, and uh, his neighbours kept on playing music all night and annoying him, so eventually he got sick of it and decided to move out. Well, on the mm. day he was moving out, he, um, he packed all his furniture up, and uh, when he was moving out, he noticed that there was a sprinkler on his neighbour's uh, front driveway, so he, um, he put the, driveway, the sprinkler in um, his, the lounge room of his neighbour's uh, house, and as he was driving down the road, the... He did notice all the water running out the front door down his driveway. Oh, Mark, that, that escalated quickly, yeah. didn't it? For, for a bit of loud music. All right. Aussie magician Ben Murphy has been attacked on a Royal Caribbean cruise. In fact, we should do this at the end of the news because it's kind of a feel-good story. Yeah. Magician, <laughs> magician attacked. We've all wanted to do it. Oh, how many times you've been sitting in the audience watching a magician going, if I could rush the stage right now, this would this would all be over in a matter of seconds. Um, so he shared he has, himself has shared horrifying footage of the moment he was brutally attacked during a live show on a Royal Caribbean cruise. Uh, in the middle of a performance uh, with a female volunteer for the crowd, a member of the audience raced up the stage and tackled him. <laughs> Oh, to the ground. That's good. That's good to hear. Isn't that great? I just, you know, I mean, if, if, he, had, if he was any good, he would have beaten him off with his wand. <laughs> Abracadabra. His, his wand should be one of those ones that, you know, folds out like yeah. a big stick and yeah. you can just crowbar. Crowbar this... stroke wand, I, I would have thought. You know, I mean, if he was any good as a magician, he, he should have been able to make the assailant disappear. <laughs> he could have, could have at least sawed him in half. Put <laughs> a rabbit out of his hat. And pull the rabbit out and chuck the rabbit at him. <laughs> Come on, mate. Oh, the Are we the only one thinking's here? Um, you know what? Ed, but they'd be at the top of my list, magicians. Mm. If you if you were allowed to randomly attack one person, that either be a magician or a mime. A mime. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you reckon? Oh, do you know? Remember this happened with Siegfried and Roy, but yeah. they got attacked by oh, one of their own tigers. tigers. Yes, <laughs> yes. One See, of those tigers. Karma, karma. One of those tigers just gone. Okay, I'm, I'm done. Honk. <laughs> Imagine if you had, if you took your kids there on that night. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, just I would have given anything to be in the audience. Yep. To say I was there the night Siegfried got honked on by his own white tiger. <laughs> <laughs> If you're taking kids or someone, they'd think that happens every night. You can imagine yeah. the Tigers before the show, don't you? They're all sitting around no. going, okay, who's going, to, who, who's going to do it? Who's going no, to do no, it? Allow no, me. Oh, we'll get no, whipped. no. We'll get whipped yeah. again. We'll get whipped. Ah, oh, stop no. it. I'm done. I'm going. I'm going for him. I'm chomping. <laughs> I mean, hey, so I went and saw, this is true, I went and saw it, I don't know why, and please don't send me letters, but I did went and saw David Copperfield when he came to Australia. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll give you the backstory off air, MG, but let's just say I'd had a couple. Okay. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, you know how they take people out of the crowds, random people oh, from the crowd? Yes. So he's, he's dropped himself right in it here, and I'll tell you what. So we're at the, like the tennis centre or somewhere, and he goes, okay, I need someone from the crowd, a random person from the crowd. Uh, guy puts his hand up. He goes, uh, uh, what's your name? He goes, oh, my name's Terry, sir. Now, no one in Australia has ever called anyone sir in their life. Yeah, it's standard practice in America. So random guy from crowd happens to be uh, an American guy calling David Copperfield sir. sir. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. 
Oh, shit. I, I would have. Uh, and then he then he ran out and attacked David Copperfield. <laughs> that's, that's what I should have done. Attack David Copperfield. A couple of big ones floating around today. Uh, massive fail at the nude swim. A thousand people less than expected. Uh, if you were there, give us a call. Uh, yeah. One triple three five three. We'd love to talk to you. In the meantime, though, this is the bombshell, and uh, this, I don't know how you deal with this. I've never heard of it before, but Australia's oldest pub brewery, the Lord Nelson down there on the rocks, has just unveiled a radical new plan uh, to raise uh, the age of entry to 35. Uh, Why? Oh, they don't like the kids. They don't like the hipsters, (laughs) and they're sick of people doing shoeys with their signature beer brands including their famous three sheets. Uh, the publican or manager is on the line now, Blair Hayden. Blair, this is a massive step you've taken. Uh, why do you feel the need to take this? Uh, well, first, I'd just like to say thanks. Uh, it's, a, it's a very important subject, Beer, as you know. Uh, <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Absolutely. For some time. Uh, <laughs> yes. and, uh, we're not actually barring people from coming to the pub, but what we're trying to say is that... Uh, it's for mature palates. So for those, instead of having all these beers that taste of nothing, it's for those that have the palate of maturity. Wow. And, uh, and it's the red button theory, of course. If you, if you can't do something, then, of course, you want to try it, don't you? So let me say this. So, so people are, kids are allowed to come to, you, to your pub, but if they want to order your beer, they have to show ID to prove they're over 35. Well, this is a tongue-in-cheek, as you're well aware, and uh, it's, uh, it's just to raise the awareness of that uh, we, we want to get back a bit more purity. I mean, we make 100% natural ales uh, made with uh, with uh, grape malt and uh, and hops. All uh, right, whatever. Green. It's not Ned for your beer. <laughs> Come on. Hey, Blair, I think you're onto something. I wouldn't mind going, and, to, a pub. And, I wouldn't mind going to a pub which has uh, 35 and overs for a day or so a week just, to, just to get away right. from the, you know, the, the kids. Is. For a day? And it'd, and it'd save us a lot of time and effort in the ladies' department, wouldn't it? Well, it'd save you a lot of money as well, probably. Yes. <laughs> you should put a sign up at the front of your pub, no shirt, no shoes, no pubes, no service. What, what about that? Uh, look, it's, uh, it's along the lines of where we're heading, I suppose. Uh, you know, anything's on the agenda, but I mean... For, for historical purposes, we've got to be a little bit cautious. Uh, uh, Blair, it sounds like you might be there for early openers, or if, <laughs> or maybe you've gone through all night. Is that fair to say? Uh, well, it would be great if that was the truth, but uh, no, uh, we, we don't uh, do that behaviour. Uh, all right. So, so, so uh, over 35. There's got to be a rest day. Yeah, of Sometimes course. for the football and the other great things. Of life. All right. When you say a ban on over 35s, can you make sure that you're referring to the price of your beer? Because I've had some very expensive schooners in this town since my arrival. Uh, how much is your three sheets? Uh, she's around. We don't sell schooners, by the way. Uh, we only sell <laughs> pints and, and half pints. Hey, you sure you run a pub? The way, that's, the way, that's the way life is. Do you, I mean, do, if you're going to enjoy the beer, you've got to enjoy it. And do we bring our own shoe for our shoey? Uh, definitely, uh, we won't pour any beer into a shoe, and if you wish to do so, uh, you'll certainly be drinking outside. Oi! <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> Man, he's just Rules barred you. Rules. He's banned under 35s, and he's just barred <laughs> you. <laughs> 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 can, can anyone get into this pub at all? 
That's, isn't, it a great, isn't it a great ploy? I mean, there's got to be some sort of uh, fun in the world today, and, yeah. uh, and, and you've got to enjoy yourselves. That's what we say. Well, you do. Lord Nelson, now, good pub. Now, the Lord Nelson, once again, claiming to be the oldest pub in Australia. In, every pub in the rocks claims to be the oldest pub in Australia, Blair. What evidence do you have? Uh, well, we've got a lot of written evidence that we're the oldest continually licensed hotel in Sydney. Uh, that didn't make us the oldest one, but we've never moved premises since the day it opened. And uh, that's, a, that's a pretty mean feat in this, this colony anyway. I thought Fortune of, Fortune of yeah. War was up there as well. Maybe is Fortune of War an old one as well? Yes, but it, it moves license. Uh, all right, settle down. Hey, settle hey, down, boys. Hey, hey, oh, he's gone. I just want to be Let me your pass. He's gone bonkers. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, over 35s. I'll tell you what you won't do. You won't have women showing their ID to prove they're over 35. So <laughs> no. you sneaked yourself in that department. Good on you, Blair. You're a good sport. And the Three Sheets Pale Ale is a beauty. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, gentlemen. All the good, best. Good. See you, Blair. <laughs> <What? laughs> hey, hey, I reckon has he gone? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, gone. Yeah, he's he, gone. We need the breath test him. <laughs> I think he may have had a, a couple you. of little three sheets of ale, baby. <laughs> Yesterday, around thirteen hundred Aussies uh, took it all off, stripped down oh, yeah. uh, to their bare bot bots uh, for the world's largest annual nude swim which has returned after a three-year hiatus. Uh, they tried to break the world record, fell short mm. uh, by that, about 1,000. Is, liter- <laughs> is that literally fell short or just in numbers fell short? Well, I think in numbers they <laughs> okay. fell short. Okay. Uh, I should point out, uh, as much fun as we'll have with this, it was for a good cause, the charity Skin Check. Uh, champions, everyone get your skin Bloody checked. Oath. Bloody but oath. there we are down at uh, Mossman Beach. You know what? Mossman it's Beach. not the people from Mossman I want to see naked. If it was the people from Bondi, yes. Yeah, true. But oh. Mossman, I'm not sure that's my demographic. It's, oh, the, the, name, the name of the beach is really attractive, but uh, Cobbler's, Cobbler's Knob. Cobbler's, Cobbler's Knob, that's my type of beach. <laughs> like, hello, Cobbler's Cobbler, Knob. how's your knob? <laughs> what were you going to say about Mossman, Kat? Oh, there'd be a bit of collagen floating around. You'd fart and you'd literally probably beat the pack <laughs> floating straight through. You'd be able to go upside down and be your own dinghy. <laughs> With all the college. <laughs> well, now we've insulted everyone who yeah, exactly. part of that swim. Why don't we speak to one of them? <laughs> I apologise, Belinda, for the be- for the behaviour of my on-air colleagues. Um, I would expect nothing less from you guys. Happy oh. <laughs> Rudy Monday, people. Hey, hey. hey. hey Bill. Oh, That's she's a bit the spirit. Of fun. Now, tell us a bit about the swim. You went down. Paint the picture for us. You're down there. You're Mosman Beach. Uh, what happens? Yeah. Well, the first thing that happened to me is I actually got chatted up by one of the volunteers who turns out was a nudist. Oh. Okay. So was he was he stuck was he starkers at the time or No 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 he wasn't starkers at the time. But I should reframe it because it, it there was nothing creepy or weird about it at yeah. all. I swear to God, if you weren't there, it was hilarious fun. If you see yeah. it next time next year, get on it. This is the second time I've done it. I did it a couple yeah. of years ago with um a colleague of mine, actually, we had one rule. It was drop the sarong, eyes bloody forward. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you... This year, this year they had a women's wave. And I don't remember there being a women's wave last time. Yep. So wave number seven, I think there were about a dozen different waves of 120 yes. people time that went through, right? Great. So yep. this year there was a women's only wave. And I thought, radio, I'll sign up for the women's only wave so my girlfriends will be more inclined to join me. And not yep. a single one of them did. So um, I actually got skinnier yesterday because I swam in the Sydney skinny and they're still fat. 
If I was down there, the Nishin Maru would turn up. I'd probably be, I'd get harpooned. Hey, that said, one one funny story, right? They had a um, security guard there whose job was to clear the beach of men before the women's wave. Yep. And we're all standing on the hill, going, "Come on, what's going on? What's going on?" This one straggling man comes up and he's protesting, and we're like booing and hissing him. There's always one. There's always one. Uh, can I say I? I was sincere in that protest, and I stand by my actions. <laughs> uh, anyway, what a great day, hey. Oh, great, down, yeah, great down. And listen, I'm a redhead, right? If I could get out there in the morning sun, um, anyone can. I should have got danger money. Hey, hey Belle. <laughs> okay, just before we let you go, Belinda. She um, loves you, a chat, by the yeah, way. You, yeah. you said that was drop the sarong or eyes ahead, but you can't tell me for one second that you didn't have a little bit of a sideways glance at a few people. Um, well, not in the women's way, but it's not my thing. No, but in the men's. What about the men's? It's your thing, but, um, <laughs> hey. yeah, hey, well, t- I mean, you know, as I said before, there were a couple of lovely young bodies, and I, I did have a bit Hello. of... Hello. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you this, in the women's wave, there might not have been any sharks, but there would have been plenty of white pointers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well done, Mickey. Thanks for your time, Belinda. <laughs> Belinda. <laughs> Yeah, one of the most dominant performances from young Timmy Zhu yesterday. In fact, probably the most dominant, Mickey, I would say, because he's he's given it to Tony Harrison, who um, has beaten once Jamal Charlo, the, the guy who's yeah. in Timmy's sights. But Here we go. Yeah, he takes over the uh, interim junior middleweight world championship. Um, as I said, he now fights the undisputed champion, who's Jamal Charlo. But... Um, yeah, this, it's this on fight, now. This fight it's on like a ding dong. Yeah, like a Donkey Kong baby. This fight could have maybe stopped a little, probably 40 seconds earlier, because the uppercuts that sent Harrison into next week were yeah. some of the most brutal I've seen in a boxing fight. They're on the button. Now, I haven't seen the fight, so I've, I'm at a disadvantage, although I have seen the highlights. So I've seen yep. that finish, which was furious and, and uh, violent. Um, I, did he work the body? Because in the previous fights I've seen, he's uh, he's just when he goes into his his ground and pound game on the ribs, it's that's where it's all over. Was that was that a tactic he used in this one? Yeah, he actually held his own for a long time. Um, did Harrison? Um, but yeah. then all of a sudden, the fitness of Timmy Zoo is, is mind boggling. It's mind blowing. Yeah. And then then at the end, I've never seen him this animated. He he, he kept yelling at the camera. Um, What's my mother yeah. effing name? And um, I don't know whether that's because he's sick of being compared to Costa or whether um, Charlo has said that I don't know who this kid is. But I tell you, it was very animated, and he he he, he made a, a he made a statement yesterday to say that he's going to be very 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 hard to stop as becoming our next undisputed world champion. And Charlo will do everything he can to dodge him. I reckon. Hey, of course they, he will. They, they know when someone's uh, the business. Come they on. don't want to fight them. They'll find a reason not to. Um, when you talk about Tim Zhu and his comments after the fight, 
he also, and maybe just a little change in mindset as well, because he was very aggressive at the weigh-in yeah. too, where he called him out, called him by his real name, Clarence, uh, suggested he was uh, not from the streets as he'd made out. And it was one of, I went, okay, you are really stepping, your game out of the ring is starting to step up. And I think that's what it was all about afterwards. He was saying, I'm here, you'll know me, and well, I'll force you to know me. But um, I think you're right. It, it, we've got a champion here. He is uh, it still, for someone who saw his father fight live oh. on, on four occasions, I still can't get over How much I look alike? The, the likeness. <laughs> and it's like, it's like stepping back into a time machine. It's phenomenal. Um, and he's got the same killer instinct. Was, was he just going forward the whole time? He, he never goes back. No. Except that, like his dad used to do it. He's just straight at him. Could stand and deliver, and there's nowhere to hide. Yeah, I think there's a change over Timmy Zoo. I think you're right. I think he's he's 28 now. Um, he's 22 and 0. He's had 16 KOs. I think he said, you know what? It's no now's the time to stop being Mr. Nice Guy. I want to be the world champion. I've got to up my ante, and he's and he certainly did it yesterday. Well, uh, as I say in the classics, let's get ready to rumble. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the big one. And we've been joined live in the studio by the brains behind. The runaway successful podcast, Sports Bazaar, which I'm lucky enough to be a part of, uh, it's gone bonkers, and uh, there'll be a big announcement coming. We're over a million downloads now. Titus O'Reilly, oh, by yeah. the way. Hello, oh, Titus. Hey, Titus. Uh, over, well over a million downloads so far. Uh, we'll get to that in the next break, but we were just talking boxing. Yes. And you had something you wanted to add to the Tim Zoo? Well, story? I watched the Tim Zoo fight. It was absolutely, the whole card was great yeah. actually to watch. But one of my favourite boxing stories, it's the 1936 Berlin Olympics. Yep. Famous for a lot of reasons, oh. the Berlin Olympics <laughs> in the yes. 30s. But one of them, there was a boxer from South Africa, and his name was Thomas Hamilton Brown, and he fights his first fight. And he thinks he wins, but the judges awarded against him. He's yes. devastated, and he's out of the tournament. So he goes uh, back to the uh, the village, and just eats like stress eats, <laughs> depressed, sad, you know, sad eating <laughs> that I'm very familiar with. Yes. Anyway, he does that all night. Next day, he gets an official knocks on his door and says, "We've worked out one of the judges accidentally reversed their scores on the scorecard, and you've won." What? And you're through to the next round. <laughs> and he's like, what? Oh God, like, mm, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. What do you mean? I've got to like go and now fight. And they're like, yeah, you do. We just need to weigh you. <laughs> <laughs> At which point he's gained so much weight, he's disqualified from the lightweight division. Oh, only, no. in only in Berlin, mate. Only in Berlin. <laughs> I like the boxing at the... At at the, at the Olympics. At the Olympics. Uh, just a couple of things they, uh, uh, they could add. Would it kill them to get some ring girls in bikinis? You like, think that's I the just one? feel it's an essential part of the boxing experience. And play on music. What's with all the anthems? Let's <laughs> have some, you know. They still had the ring girls yesterday during the fight. So yep. it's the one, they're banning it in all these other sports. It's got and to. It's part and parcel. I don't know why they're banning it because it's a, I don't see the, you know, the, is this, what are they then going and doing? Well, Being, in, all, you know, in all seriousness. Becoming it's, astronauts? It's, it's taking an opportunity for work off these young girls as well. Exactly. Like, like they, they love doing it, so why not let them do it? Think about the grid girls. That's all I'm saying. I know. Yeah. Think about the grid. 
And, like me, and, Mick, and Mick and I, we're two men that have coasted off our looks for years. So, you know, we, we get it. I've kept it tidy. <laughs> now, what tidy. else did you want to talk about today? Well, I, wanted, I, was, I was actually watching yesterday. One of the refs ended a fight they thought a bit early and got booed. He did get, get, well, yes. And, and in the zoo fight, possibly a little late. Yeah. Well, that was a little late. That was Everyone was calling that about half an hour before. <laughs> <laughs> Round five. Round five, like, stop the fight. But... The umpires cop it hard, so I was looking at some of the stories. I love stories about where umpires sort of show their human side, sure. that they're actually reasonable people. One of my favourites was there was a baseball game. It was Triple A, so that's the level below Major League. Yes. And there's an umpire called Tim McClellan, and one day makes this call, and the manager comes storming out of the home team, storms up to him. And you know how they often fight in baseball? Oh, and they they yeah. kick the manager out you know, dramatically. The manager, the manager gets right up in his grill, yeah. and then nose to nose, and and then and then he'll like stamp his feet. Yeah. And, 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 and come up. <laughs> yeah, so, so you have a full tantrum. So this manager storms up to him and starts to like shape up to him and do the whole tantrum. He's just had a call against his team, and he yells at him, at the top of his voice, but the crowd are yelling so no one can hear what he's saying. He goes, I know you got that call right, but I have a big full crowd here and my team isn't playing well. Can we just stand here and pretend to argue for a bit? He said, I'm going to stand here and bob my head and wave my arms and you're going to yell back and we're all going to, everyone's going to think we're having a big fight, but really I'm not angry with you at all. And the, the ref yells back at his face pointing, that's absolutely fine, whatever you need. <laughs> He, he then says, um, he then said, I actually, this is the umpire pointing and yelling, the crowd's on its feet, goes, I actually went out in your town last night and went to this restaurant. It was really good. Have you been there? <laughs> well, that is gold. Some of the ones where the umpires show that they're, they're human. And one of my favourites is there was a quarterback. He was famous, won a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers, Steve Young. I know Steve Yeah, he's a, yeah. Now he's a commentator, yeah. Now he's a he commentator. Was. And he, he was actually playing briefly before he ended up in uh, San Francisco for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's playing this game. It's halfway through the second quarter. He's in the huddle. You know, they yeah. get in the huddle before a play. Sure. And he's telling everyone what they need to do. And he feels this tap on his shoulder. He turns around. It's the head referee. He says, can I talk to you for a second? This is in the middle of the game. Yes. He says, okay. And he steps away he sa and the player says, hey, listen, my daughter's going to BYU, which is the university that Steve Young went to. <laughs> he says, next thing he starts to strike, convince Steve Young that he should start, he should meet his daughter and take her on a date. This wow. is in the middle of the game. During the game. Yeah, yeah. And he, he says, I'd like you to take her out. And Steve Young's like, can't believe he's in the middle of the yeah. game. He says, oh, okay, what's her name? And he tells her his name and then runs off. So yeah. they, they play. Late in the game, late in the fourth quarter, Buccaneers are down 31-23. Oh. Steve Young's trying to mount a comeback. He drops back, runs out of the pocket, gets tackled really hard, drops the ball to fumble. Yeah. The opposition pick it up and he thinks, oh, well, that's the game over. Yeah. But a yellow flag ah, comes in showing ah. it's a penalty, right? <laughs> and he and he knows it's not. And he looks up and the head referee's running by and he runs past and he's called this penalty on the defence, keeps them in the game. He runs past, picks up the yellow flag and whispers to Steve Young, she likes Italian food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that awesome. That is gold. That is awesome. I love it. That's awesome. I love it. It's one of the best. No, so like the, 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 some of the... Best though, just been crazy. Is a guy called Andy Wayne. He was coach. He was uh, refereeing um, in the middle of a, a soccer match in yes. England. It was in the Sunday League, 
And the goalkeeper complained to him about a penalty. Yeah. And the ref got so annoyed, he squared up to the goalkeeper <laughs> like he was about to fight. Come on, yeah. yeah. And, and suddenly looked at the goalkeeper, who's, you know, six foot two and yeah. a lot bigger than him. So the, the umpire promptly gave himself a red card. <laughs> <laughs> and sent himself off. I love it. Now, now we've alluded to it. But now it's all uh, sports bizarre. I believe yeah, something yeah. about your um, podcast that you kept me entertained through lockdown. I must confess that was one of the things I went to. You got a, something's brewing. Something's about to happen on uh, with your little, your little humble podcast because you're very. I quiet. don't need. I don't need your context, are, but there's nothing we can say at this point in time. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so what we can tell you is the latest episode went bonkers. That was uh, which you loved, MG, yes. which was um, Jimmy White, Jimmy, Jimmy White, the player, one of the great characters of all time. And boy, did he like a party! And boy, did he run with a fast crowd. Well, he had he had a party once at Finn Lizzy UB40. He often would have the Rolling Stones, Stones around. Yeah. One, one of his went for 17 days, his bender. He went home, <laughs> flew back to England to see his wife to say, I've been away too long, 17 days. She opens the door, he takes one look at her face and how angry she is. He gets back. Back to, gets back to the cab and flies back to Dublin. He's back within two hours. Yeah, we've, all, we've all done it. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> yeah, at least once. Um, what's this week's show? The, a new one drops today, of course. We're doing sports the bizarre. sport of table this tennis. Is... Oh, I love oh. it. I love table tennis. And you won't believe where this goes. Uh, you, what did you say to me at the opening? It's had more impact on history than any other sport. And Mick said you're wrong. And, and then I started to... <laughs> And I, I can tell you, he's right. Wow. Wait till you see where this goes. Uh, it's going to be great. Thanks uh, for swinging by, Titus. Titus right. Thanks, everyone. Good man. Nick Malloy, MG in the morning. Get the Toyota forklift advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au.